Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud. And today I have my dear friend who is truly going to blow you away with this information he's going to provide. And we're going to be talking about podcasts first and then we're going to talk about like how you can create your own stuff on online business. So please introduce yourself with to my audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. So I appreciate you for letting me come on to your show, especially after uh, what you did for my show. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Bernard Leeton, but as you can tell on my name tag down there, it says Chancellor Bernard Leeton. I am the podcast host of the Genesis Project Podcast, which is a podcast for people who want to start businesses or at least want to take their business to the next level. And I'll call it the School of Hard Knocks. Uh, for beginners, for business principles and things of that nature. And that's why I call myself the Chancellor Bernard Gleaton, because I, like I said, it's pretty much like the school of hard knocks. And that's how I've run it. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you're not calling yourself the principal, you know, rather than the chancellor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, ain't like, I ain't like the way it sounded. Principal, nah, nah, nah. I'd rather just go with chancellor. It sounded a lot more dignified. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. That's cool. So tell me how you got into this whole podcasting world, because I know it's it's an amazing world because you can to- truly touch a lot of people's lives just by simply sharing your voice, obviously. So tell me how that happened for you. Yeah, so I, so I started as a tech entrepreneur. I okay. played a little... Uh, pro football in Canada and after I hurt my knee came home you know it's pretty much what I'm going to do now um, and I skipped the long story but after football jumped right into IT which essentially was perfect for me because it was nothing but analytical and because of my position in football my position in football was so analytical IT was just as analytical so it allowed me to at least transferring my skills from football to the IT field. And so maybe about four or five years into the IT field, I decided to open up my own tech business. So I started a, a tech business called Network Technical Solutions. It is a managed services provider, which is pretty much just a technical way of saying just IT, <laughs> just an okay. IT company, right? Okay. Um, the, the business model that that I went by is a monthly recurring revenue. So typically the way these things would work would be you call me when something breaks or when your computer breaks. Well, I went the proactive way. You pay me even if things are not broke because I'm still managing everything. So if you call me, that's probably because, you know, you're wanting to talk about the bill or or something like that, right? If I call you, that's to let you know, hey, something happened. I fixed it. Everything's all good. Just giving you an update. You know what I'm saying? So right. that was my business model. Um, and, and that was great. And the reason why I started the podcast was mainly because I was looking to try to get some more leads into my tech business. So that's why I started the Genesis Project podcast. And one day I was leaving the office. And I just kept thinking, man, how can I get people into my tech business? And the idea of a podcast came up. And instead of me making it a real technical podcast, because I could get pretty technical, 
I wanted it to be for small businesses. So because that was my uh, that was who I was really going after. That was my ideal client, small businesses and things of that nature. So why make it a very, very technical podcast when I'm trying to go after small business? And so that's what prompted me to start the podcast and gear it towards just entrepreneurship and helping people to get over that hump, uh, started their business, helping people to uh, invite them into a community where, yeah, we really don't know what we're doing. We're actually just spitballing what we're doing and it just happened to work. So cool. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just kind of inviting people in on that ride and teaching them some tools of the trade and, and things of that nature. So the type of people that I bring onto the show will obviously teach lessons because again, I frame it around a school. I'm the chancellor. The audience is a classroom and my guest is the guest professor. <laughs> so just like I had you on my show, you was guest professor, Mark Kumar, right? right. And whatever we talked about, it was, uh, it was the lesson that you was teaching. Right. And that's where Genesis Project Podcast really came to be. Oh man, I'll tell you what, I had a, such a good time at your podcast, especially when you told me that. How do you think your parents are going to feel when you tell them you were a professor for a day? I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. And yeah. I jokingly, like, wow, I just had a good laugh about it. I was like, wow, I never thought I would be like a professor or anything like that. But it was yeah. truly a nice experience. You know, that's why I love these podcast interviews because you get to com uh, communicate and also meet these amazing, wonderful motivated people that you never would be able to do it so podcast definitely for me is like a life changer because i yeah. get to learn so much and i learn from you being on your podcast like the, i could be a professor you know yeah 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 <laughs> I, I tell my mother that all the time <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool so you know it's like it's like your little baby you could turn it into anything you want and like it's amazing so tell me yeah. like i i know you do the past podcast part of it but also you teach other people to be entrepreneur or can you talk about that yeah so i it was after my first season and what ended up happening was when i was trying to build my email list i started reaching out to people asking them hey, you know, watch the show or listen to the show. Uh, you know, what do you think about the show and things of that nature? And it seemed like I was getting a lot of the same question, which was, how do I start a business? Now, obviously, from doing my research, it seems like, and even my own personal experience, I've realized that a lot of the questions I asked in the beginning of when I started my, my, tech, uh, my tech business was, how do I start my business? Who do I ask? I ask a lot of my friends. I ask a lot of my family. But of course, this is coming from people, or rather the advice was coming from people who never really started a business, right? Or they started a business, but it's been so long, they don't remember, right? So I pretty much had to go through, again, the school of hard knocks, right? And again, from talking to my, my audience, that same question was coming around often. So I decided, you know what, let me just answer this question by putting together a course where I could teach people how to start their business. So in this course, I go over, you know, coming up with your business name, right? Your business name is sort of like, you know, when you have a kid, you have to name it, right? And it's such a empowering moment.
right? Because it, it's sort of like when uh, Simba uh, was introduced to the pride and, you know, the, the king held up Simba and said, this is Simba, right? You're pretty much doing the same thing with your own business, right? So you have to come up with a name for your business. If we go over that and making sure that that name is available and registering that name, as well as getting through your paperwork, um, you know, the, the, um, your business entity, how to structure your business as an entity, and actually being seen by the government as an actual business. Because I try to teach my audience that there's more, you, you can have a hustle or you can have a business. You get right. a lot more benefits from a business versus the hustle, right? Tax benefits and, and things of that nature, right? So okay. a, a hustle is just somebody who just, hey, you know, I got these watches for you, you know, come buy this watch, right? Well, a business would say, hey, I sell watches, go to this website, buy my watches, and I will collect the money. The money won't come to me. It will go into my business. And then, of course, you get the tax and, you know, all that type of stuff, right? So that's just a few of the things that I actually teach in this course. And, of course, I have a bunch of resources that helps people as they start their business. Okay. So without going too much into depth, if... You, if I were to say, hey, I want to take your course, what can I expect to learn? Number one would be like, is this something that I can open an online business or is it something that like a physical brick and water kind of business or do you teach both? It's actually both. So I, I would say that, like I said, the basics of, of starting a business, having a business name, right? Um, being registered with the government, starting a website, right? Because nowadays, it don't matter what type of business you start, it's going to be a tech business, right? If yep. you're selling toilet paper, it's a tech business. <laughs> but just just those basic concepts of a business, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. So tell me about, like, who would be your ideal client that you would absolutely love to have for your course? An ideal client being, like, somebody who... Uh, let me just put it to people who maybe listen to this. Ideal clients like someone who's at zero, he has zero interest or she has zero interest in you. And someone who's at seven, he's like, I want to go hire you, take you course, give you money because I'm sick and tired of all the problems and yeah. I want to do that. So who would that be ideal client for you? That ideal client for me would be pretty much me when I wanted to start my tech business. Because, <laughs> I, okay. again, I had no idea what to do Everybody I was talking to was was giving me advice. It, it was great advice, but again, it's not tried. It's not true because these people either never started a business or they couldn't remember what they did in the very beginning of their business. So here I am right here at this starting line, ready to do something, just don't know what it is. So that's my ideal client. Those people who want to start a business, who never started a business, but need some help. They need a little bit of hand-holding you know, to actually start their business. And here I am offering myself in my course, obviously, right. to hold their hand to help start their business. And it oh, doesn't man. matter what business you, you start, you know. And I say that the, the two qualifications I have is okay. a business idea and desire. That's it. That's all you need. 
that's that's very simple to be honest with you it's like yeah. okay business idea and desire so what happens let's say i have a can we do a case study real quick i love these i love like getting real with them people like hey i can actually apply this and do and do it so yeah. let's say if i want to open a business for donuts that's my idea and mm -hmm. i love to eat donuts mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my desire but i want to feed people obviously because i know how to make it so where do i go from there okay so Obviously, you need to make sure that you come up with a name, right? right? But you need to make sure that your name is available, right? So first thing I would do is show you how to get your name. You know, okay. we, we, we might do some brainstorming or maybe you even have a name. So gotcha. let's say Holy Moly Donut Shop, <laughs> mostly because I like donuts too. And there's actually a place where I'm at that's called Holy Moly Donut Shop. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, once we, we do our research, figure out is Holy Moly available, great, okay. it's available. Now we have to lock that in. We okay. have to go to our state or our local government or national government and say, hey, I want this name. Give me this name. So we put in the paperwork to hold that name. That way, nobody else will come up with Holy Moly Donut Shop before right. me because I'm the one that did it. Right. Get it? So... First, that's the first thing we'll do. Okay. Second thing we'll do is we'll do a website. We have to make sure that uh, the website URL, which is pretty much the web address, is okay. available. I mean, we could go with Holy Moly Donut Shop, but there could be a bunch of other similar Holy Moly Donut Shops out there. So we right. want to make sure that our website is slightly unique from the others, right? And of course, that plays with branding and things of that nature. And of course, logo that goes along with the branding, right? Uh, once we do that, then we got to fill out the paperwork for us to uh, structure our business. So are we going to be an LLC? Are we going to be an S Corp? Are we going to be a partnership? You know, things of that nature. So I go over which one of these would be best suited for your business, you know? Once we do that, then we can go into creating or getting our EIN. The EIN is pretty much a employee identification number. So with that EIN, we're able to go to a bank and open up a business account. Because again, we have to separate personal money, business money, right? And that is the best way to do that by creating that separation by putting that wedge in between our personal money and our business money by opening up a business account. But again, you can't do that without an EIN number. So we get that EIN number from the IRS. Once we get that, we go to whatever bank we want to, Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo, whatever bank you want to go to. Right. And we can show them this EIN number and we can show them our incorporation papers saying we are a business, figure our uh, tax number, our tax ID, give us a bank account. And then from there, that's pretty much just the basics of starting a business. Okay, it's very detail-oriented, I love it. There's one question I have, like for example, if I'm just starting out and mm -hmm. I don't know if should I go to the LLC route or should I get incorporated? Or which one should I pick first if that's my very, very first business ever? Well, I'm more so partial to the LLC. 
All right. Okay. And for those of you who don't know what an LLC is, LLC is Limited Liability Corporation. So that's to say that uh, that separate my personal from my business. So let's say something catastrophic happens. And let's say, Mark, you try to sue me. Okay, cool. You can either sue the business or you can sue me, but you can't. Well, I guess you can sue both. But if it's done on my business ground, let's say I have a brick and mortar inside this. Let's say a holy moly has a brick and mortar, right? If something happens to you inside of my business, then you can sue the business. You can take the business. That's fine. I can shut everything down. My personal is not affected. And I could go open up another donut shop with another name and just keep it moving in that type of way, that type of fashion. Okay. That's simple enough. So I guess if people who are just starting out to go to that route and go from there. All right. So tell yeah. me, tell me this. Uh, I'm curious now. As far as your football career goes, how did that go? Like in terms of when you were in there and everything else yeah. playing it. Yeah. How, how, what, whatever things that you learned there that helped you become a stronger and a successful entrepreneur, like some sort of work ethic or something? Or did that, right. how did that transition work? I would say preparation. Preparation okay. and being able to shoot from the hip, right? Because, of course, you know, we're, we're, we have an opposing team that we're about to play, right? So the, the week before, the weeks before, months before, we're training, we're, you know, focusing, we're studying game film on the other team to pick out their weak parts so that we're able to expose that team, right? Now, while we may have the best laid plans, of course, come game time, things could change. Things could happen, right? So while we have this game plan, our whole intention is to go with this game plan. But when things change, that game plan may get pushed to the side and we may have to go another route, right? So it's being able to adjust on the fly, you know? And I, I would say that that's by far the best experience that I could ever get from oh, just oh, playing football in general. Oh, that I could not agree more with that particular uh, lesson because as an entrepreneur, you literally have to think on your feet pretty much every single day because things change all the time. So if you're the kind of per if you're kind of person who's like, hey, I want to become an entrepreneur, but just make sure that you are acceptable or are willing to change to adapt to new things that happens every single day. So how do you, uh, even though I know you have been pretty successful and I'm sure there's point in your life where you're like, hey, I'm getting tired of this changing every single day. So how do you keep yourself somewhat organized and insane so you don't kind of lose your mind? Because trust me, if we both been in that situation at one point yes. in time. <laughs> yes. Um, I, honestly, my go-to... Um, is working out you know as 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 an athlete you have to work out you have to be as strong as you can you have to be as mentally strong as you can not only physically but mentally strong right so with me still well obviously with covid i'm not able to go to the gym as much but right. i am still able to go and you know run a few miles i'm able to do uh at home workout and probably just for me specifically is that 
I have an identical twin brother who is a physical trainer. <laughs> so, you know, if he has boot camp, I'm, I'm at his boot camp. You know, he, he's training me. You know, I may not train as hard as I used to when right. I was playing football, but right. I'm still doing some type of training. And mm -hmm. he's really got me into meditation. So that's 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 coming into play a lot nowadays, you know? Yeah, definitely. It definitely helps if people who are listening to this and definitely try meditation because I know I personally have tried it and it works wonders. So yeah. Like the what I the way I tell try to tell people is like if you want to see change, you have to change within and within the meditation part will help you change a lot faster. So that way when you look at things you will mm -hmm. look at it from a fresh angle, not meaning that you will look at it as an opportunity as compared to, oh, crap, that's a problem. Oh, that's a yeah. problem. Oh, that's a problem. It's like yeah. a mental state changes, and you were like, wow, I can actually see things better. Yeah. All right. And, and, and just just if I could take a step back for, for a brief huh? moment. So my position in football was quarterback and receiver. Right. And this, and this is about to get really technical. Okay. In, in the football. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I was always taught, always be the last one leaving a huddle, right? So that means in the huddle, I have my 10 guys, me including would be 11. I have my 10 guys. I get the play from the sideline. Once I get the play from the sideline, I'm telling my guys what the play is. Once I call the play, once I call the play, I allow them to go to the line of scrimmage. Now, again, I'm always taught to be the last one to the line of scrimmage. So what am I doing back there while everybody's getting set? I'm keeping my eyes on the defense. I'm watching what the defense is doing. How is they setting up? Uh, is is the D-backs playing real tight on my on my wide receiver? Is he playing the inside technique? Is he playing an outside technique? Where's the linebackers going? Is the linebackers closer this play than they were the past previous plays? Where is the safeties at? Is the safeties cheating over to the right or are they cheating over to the left? Am I getting one high and one low or am I getting more so of an even safety front, right? Uh, again, with the linebackers, what is their feet like? Is their feet square? Is their feet uh, like straight ahead or is it angled? Is one foot above the other one? See, all of those things give me uh, things that I need to pay attention to within a matter of seconds. Now, remind you, I only have 25 seconds on a play clock. So while I'm surveying the defense, I'm running all of these things in my mind, okay? And I'm to get a tad bit deeper, I already know who I'm going to throw the ball to, right? But it's all depending on the defense. Where's the safeties at again? How is the D-backs playing my receiver? If this guy, if the D-back is playing my guy straight up, more than likely he's going to be a bumper run, right? And depending on the route that my receiver is running, am I still going to be able to get him the ball? Well, I'm going to do go down the check down list, go to my number two receiver, go to my number three receiver, and things of that nature, right? So just to, just to bring, just to tie all of this together, sure, it's just like business, right? Uh, I, I've had an incident with my website where my website crashed. And it was partially my fault because the technical side of me said, let's move this over in stages, right? But, you know, the, the, <laughs> the uh, uh, competitive me 
the um, really got me in trouble. I said, screw it. Let's just throw everything out there. Let's just see what happens. We'll fix it on a go, right? And again, that went against my technical training. And for all of my technical and, and IT nerds out there, yes, that was my fault. I would take the blame. But I know exactly what happened. I could get everything back up and running in no time. In which I did. It took me maybe two days for me to get everything back working again. But you know, again, that I had to call an audible at that point in time. You know, so if if any of you guys are football fans, and you know, Peyton Manning was one of my favorite quarterbacks. He come to the line of scrimmage and he yelled, "Omaha, Omaha, Omaha!" Right? You the defense don't know if this is a real play or if it's just a decoy. Right? I had to call it uh, uh, Omaha. Right? And I, it wasn't a decoy. This was a for real audible, you know. So things like that happen in business all the time, you know. And there's no use in getting upset about what didn't happen. I need to stay focused on the next play, you know, the next play, the next play. All I need is the first down. If I continue to get first downs, then I can work on getting the touchdown. That is actually a really good analogy and good way of looking at it because you got to keep moving forward, got to keep moving forward and keep moving forward because in life as well as in business, you are going to fail so many times where sometime there's going to be a very long period of time when you're going to be like, screw it, I feel like giving up, it's not worth it, so on and so forth. So if that ever happened to you, how did you give it over that slump? Mm, well... Honestly, so as you can tell, I have this Murder Beach bucket hat on. <laughs> My wife and I literally just came back from vacation. And I guess you could say that I had a, a, a tad bit of a slump. It wasn't until I went on vacation, loosened up, was able to actually enjoy my time. But in the meantime, while I was enjoying my time, I had some downtime to actually think about things, to look at it from a different angle. And now that I'm back home working, I'm, I'm hitting hard at it. And now I'm seeing some type of success, you know? So oftentimes you may have to take a step back. You may have to take a day off, take a weekend off. You may have to go out of town and just take your mind out of that, that grind, that grind mode only for you to look at things, right? There's a reason why you see some head coaches on the field and there's some coaches that's up in the booths. Those, those coaches that's up in those booths is able to see the whole field. You're able to see the field differently up there in the booth than opposed to you being on the sideline, right? So being on the sideline, you're only able to see this right here. But being up in a booth, you're able to see things from a top view, right? So you have to do the same thing when it comes to business with everything in life. Yeah, this might not be working, but let me see what's going on up here first and have a downward view on it so that I can figure out another plan. What's another route I could go? If the defense is playing I don't, a cover two, for instance, where they're protecting the sidelines. Okay, well, obviously I can't have my receivers run a out route. I have to have them run a slant route or an in route, you know, or a post maybe. You know, it's things like that that you have to be very – cognizant of to understand how can I break through to get to the other side and it may not even be that easy at times it won't be easy <laughs> but that's when you rely on 
on maybe your friends, uh, your your network to help you see things that maybe you're not able to see. My wife tells me things that I don't see all the time, all the time, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning more to trust her. I'm learning more to listen to her because 99% of the time she's right. And honestly, <laughs> it's probably just my ego that's not listening to her. I would be the first to admit that, you know, but still, you know, so that that's what I would do. Okay, great advice. And what I want to now ask you is like, are there any particular tools that you cannot live by in your business that you absolutely have to have and you can get rid of all the other ones except the three? Mm. So it's three tools, right? Three tools, yeah. Okay, okay, totally. So three tools... It, you probably want to be viewed as tools, but I view it as tools. Okay. Um, books. Books is what, one of them. What kind of books? Just out of curiosity. Like um, anything? Well, I wouldn't say anything. It would be more so self-help, uh, business books, sales books. As a matter of fact, a book that I'm reading, Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Subin. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And if, if you're in business... The way that he explains sales and how to sell, the system behind selling, amazing, amazing. And honestly, that's why I came back and was able to fire on all cylinders because I was reading this book over my vacation. So that's that's the first tool. The second tool is podcast. Again, I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm not the smartest guy around, but a lot of times I just don't know what I'm doing. So the only way for me to figure out at least have some idea of what I'm doing is right. for me to listen to other people, learn from people who are smarter than me, people who have been there, done that, right? One of my biggest sayings is that uh, for me personally, I just rather learn from people who, who've done that before, who, you know, been through the fire, you know? I want to see your mistakes so that I can avoid it myself, you know, so that I'm essentially learning from your mistakes, you know what I mean? Uh, so podcasts, podcasts is a great way for me to, uh, for me to learn from other people. Right. Uh, so that's the, that's another tool. Um, the third tool right now is, 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 is <laughs> the knowledge of creating a sales funnel. Okay. Right. And it, it doesn't have to be. Um, any one particular program specifically, it could be click funnels. It could be, you know, a funnel that you created some funnel that you probably paid somebody on Fiverr to come up with, uh, you know, whatever, right. Uh, the ability to make or create a sales funnel, or at least understand a sales funnel. So I know that's, that's probably completely on the, <laughs> obviously what you're going for but those are the three tools that i need to have i have to have it's 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 interesting because every single person has a different tool and yeah. i'm so glad you said something about the sales part of it because obviously first is a sales and number three is also a sales funnel so yeah. sales comes in twice but yeah. some people don't understand how crucial important and critical sales is in your business so i'm so glad you brought that up because like i, I feel like if you cannot sell or more importantly cannot convince somebody else to do what you want to do then 
you should not be in a business, then you just have an expensive hobby that is going to bankrupt you sooner or later. Totally, totally. And I guess I, I probably could have uh, geeked out with a uh, with a bunch of tech and everything like that, but right. I feel like that's that's too much like right, so I had to go left. <laughs> <laughs> no, fine, fine, fine. Whatever. I'm so glad you said that because at this moment in time in this life, I mean, at this very moment in time, that's important to you, which is yeah. good to know because some people they don't even know. They're like yeah. ah, whatever, and then they just say it out, whatever is on top of their head. But at least you know deep down in your business these three things are so important that if you work on it every single day your business obviously is going to go more and more and more and grow and be you know this beautiful wonderful amazing flower that you're going to be like wow that's my baby uh, you know what i'll do you one better i'll okay. give you a bonus one okay um, and again because i am a tech guy i have to go with technology but <laughs> okay. uh, just just wow i was about to give you two I'll stick to one automation okay. use the technology to help automate things people and, and this this is what I've probably one of the biggest assets that I've learned or that I've gained from running my tech business is that people do not leverage technology at all and there's a way for you to remain small but look feel and run like a huge business and people feel that the technology that the bigger companies are using is out of reach for them because they're small. And that's simply not true. Simply not true. And of course, I could get super deep into that as well, but right. uh, and I won't pull you guys into that rabbit hole. But the, the main thing is automation, automation, automating some of these uh, mundane tasks that you do every day, you know, if you automate a lot of this stuff, your day is halfway done. Like if there was a way I could automate my email for me to, you know, get it real quick, understand it, and then just throw it away, I would do that. But hey, you know, that's why we have virtual assistants. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah that yeah that that on on its own is like automation because you don't want to do it you delegate to somebody else it's like it's off my plate and i can put something else on my plate that's more important like sales or things of that nature so that's cool so yeah. all right sweet man that's awesome so i want to ask you something about like far as the sales goes if you can share uh a few trip tips it could be two or one or three, whatever you want, that, that helped you to increase your sales in business, if you could. Um, and, and again, I, I have to go back to, to reading, you know. Okay. Um, and, and again, because, because I am an analytical guy, and I'm in an analytical field, and now I'm in an analytical business, it's all about being able to see the picture Right. Analyze the data and put in front of people what will work. Right. So, for example, um, it took me a long time for me to realize that uh, when it comes to selling, I can't sell you on something that I know. Right. I have to sell you on something that that you may want that I may have. Even if I don't have it, I can show you how to get there. You know what I'm saying? So it took me a long time for me to shut up and just listen. Listen and pay attention. 
you have literally took the words out of my mouth because yeah. some of the greatest and most successful sales professional you would probably notice they talk less and listen more because they know the secret technique if you let their buyer or customer or client talk long enough they're going to tell you the problems they're having and then you just pick those problems and provide solution and the sales process becomes so smooth yeah yeah you ever came across somebody who tried to sell you on something and and they just kept saying no you want this and you <laughs> keep saying no I, I don't want that i don't want that yes i want a car but i don't want a convertible i may want a minivan why are you trying to sell me this convertible it's because they are not listening to what you are saying because they do not listen to what you are saying obviously they're not going to get the sale for a minivan they're right. not going to get this or i'm sorry they're not going to get the sale on a convertible car you know and it like i said it took me a long time for me to realize that so instead of me throwing out all of these technical jargons that i think sounds good and you know all that type of stuff all i'm doing is just confusing my potential client you know right it's what what are the issues that you're having okay these are the issues that you're having correct here's how i can help you i can help you with this i can't help you with that which sucks but i'm being completely honest and upfront with you but i can help you with these things now right. i can put you on to somebody else who can help you with the other things that i cannot help you with. that's how i would say that that was my biggest secret Oh, awesome, man. That is such a great secret because I know uh, I have used it myself and I saw some people who have used it on me and the transaction becomes so much friendly and professional and not to mention the fact some of the energy that you try to use to convince other people is of so much more less as compared to say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Then at the end of the sale, you're like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, totally agree with that. All right, man. So now comes the part where I ask you, let's go to the past and then we're going to jump over to the future part. So the past will be like wherever you are right now and you are younger self five years ago, what advice would you give yourself five years from now or five years ago that will help your younger self get to where you are now a lot faster? Ooh, that is a wonderful question. So this is something that i have asked myself multiple times um would it be to go ahead and go for the football not go for the football jump into technology sooner um honestly you know each day is different i i can't give you i can't give you exactly what i would say because tomorrow will be something new you know how about this how about this what answer would you give right now I'm sure right it will now. change tomorrow right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, um, if there was a way to still do football, but to get into technology like I did in the football at that time, go for it. If I could balance the two, go for it. You know, I, I don't want to throw stones at, at my football career because it's, it definitely helped made me who I am. Um, but I also feel that if I jumped into technology sooner, I'll probably be better off, you know? So that's what I would say today. Okay. 
fair enough. That's perfectly fine because that's something that you want your younger self to be. And your five is your, if you, if that younger self could literally take this advice and do the things that is required, probably I'm willing to bet we'll get there in at least two years. So save yourself three years. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I will also probably say get rid of that girl sooner. <laughs> And, and, and give with my wife a lot sooner. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the future part of it. Okay. What is in store for you for the next three years that you would like to see it happening or, or continue to work on it to make sure it happens? Well, um, what I'm going to be continuing to do is coming up with courses, you know, um, as as you can tell, I I have a ton of experience in in different things and various things, right? And there is a market for people who who want my knowledge uh, outside of a consulting role, right? If I could teach you, it's sort of like that that old saying: uh, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, but teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. And so my goal is to continue to come up with these courses for entrepreneurs and for people who want to be entrepreneurs. Um, and, and one of the good things about my, my podcast is that I have some amazing professors, guest professors coming on to the show, people who have reached some level of success, who's able to pass down those nuggets and for us to break through these principles that they use to even get to where they are today. I have some of them coming out onto well to the school of hard knocks to teach these master courses that I wish I would have had again back when I started, you know. And the fact that they are so willing and, and, and giving to, you know, just lend out some of the knowledge that they have from their zone of genius, right? I'm gonna continue to do that. And so you might see one course on there today. You know, in a few weeks, you may see another course on there. And it's not from me, but from a guest professor, you know, and a couple of weeks from there, you might see another, uh, uh, you know, course from me. You know, so I'm, I'm going to continue to build on education. Okay. And then, you know, I'm so glad you said that people coming in and they're willing to share and everything else. Don't you find that rewarding that people are actually willing to help you move forward as to the contrary belief where everyone thinks like no one wants to help you yeah, yeah. i find that so refreshing it's like it's like when you get into that rhythm and start asking people or talking to other people and the people who you thought would never help you they're like i'll do whatever you want i want to make sure you succeed it's like yeah. wow yeah and you know if to, to to give a quote from one of my favorite books Mm -hmm. um, the richest man in Babylon. There's a quote in there that says, uh, the old dog loves to wag his tongue, right? Meaning that, you know, people who made it, whether it's old people or just people who have experience, they love to talk about their experiences to help more people, right? But you have to be, you have to be ready. You have to be, uh, you have to be genuine in your intentions and you have to be ready to receive it. You know. Yep, absolutely, man. I, I I'm telling you, what, I have not read the book, but I listened to the audio book because I'm more like an audio person. So I'm like, I have yeah. re, re, I have listened to that 
particular audio program so many times. It is so enlightening and so yeah. interesting. And back to what, you, what I was saying earlier, like people want to help you if you're just willing to put yourself out there. So with that said, I want to give you the opportunity to put your stuff out there to tell, tell how can people reach you so you can help them move ahead in life. And whatever else you want to share, how can people get in touch with you? And what do you got going on? Whatever you want to share, the floor is all yours. Well, uh, I would like to say that um, being a technical guy, um, I don't like technology. I don't trust technology. I'm joking. Don't take that serious. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at genesisprojectpodcast.com. Come on, check out the show. We have a bunch of great guests. As you know, your own host of this show is a guest professor on my show as well. And he taught a wonderful, wonderful lesson that I can't wait to, to make public for people to learn from you and all that type of stuff. Um, I also have the uh, courses on my website. You can check that out. If you want to find me on social media, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. I am just getting started on YouTube, but you can find me on that too. And I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at Genesis Project Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram and Podcast Genesis on Twitter. All right. Awesome, man. It's truly been a blast. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here, sharing your knowledge. I had a blast. The conversation was amazing. And, you know, maybe you never know. We might just cross our paths again and do something together. <laughs> oh, well, just know that now that you was a guest on my show you legally gave me the right to stalk you so uh, <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna bring you back on the show at some point <laughs> all right cool awesome